0: Hello and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health-centered podcast. I'm Danielle Vallette, your Ketogenic Integrative Health Practitioner. You may know me best as the diabetic who reversed her diabetes through eating a ketogenic lifestyle and then went on to help others to do the same as well as lose 30 pounds, 20 pounds, adjust their blood sugar levels. Yeah, we did that. Well, here on the show, we are doing our best to stick our noses where they don't belong so that way we can get to the answer of why our health is so confusing and then get it cleaned up and move on. (laughs) If that is something that you are interested in, then you are in the right place. As we dig deeper, we pull back the layers of the onion and we get to the real reason of why as opposed to throwing medication on it. Thank you so much for joining me here at Type 2 Take 2, and kick back, relax, and join the ride. Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to Type 2 Take 2, your diabetes and health center podcast. I'm Danielle, your ketogenic integrative health practitioner. Isn't that awesome? And today, we are here to ask the question, why? Why can't I just eat the food that the farmer grew? I mean, what's up with that? Stay tuned. And now for some did you know. Did you know that some high-risk contributing factors to type 2 diabetes is something as simple as not getting enough sleep at night or... Not allowing yourself to de-stress or taking pharmaceutical medication? Did you know that? It is is projected that due to a lack of sleep, even for one day, your insulin sensitivity drops, which makes you more liable to no longer be able to use insulin in its full capacity. If the insulin is, no, is not being used or produced, then sugar cannot be sh- or glucose cannot be shuttled into the cells. Stress? Don't mind if I don't. Stress is one of the number one unfortunate distress, distressors and disturbances within the body. Stress will take down at least 90% of people and cause them to have chronic diseases. Why? Well, in the case of diabetes, the adrenals are overtaxed. When the adrenals are overtaxed, the blood sugar becomes out of control. Once the blood sugar is out of control, then there's no consistency. The blood sugar, once again, cannot enter into the cells properly because it's so chronically overdone that insulin has to constantly kick in. If insulin has to constantly kick in, then it gets to the point where it becomes, I don't want to say useless, but insensitive. The receptors become insensitive. Drugs? Medication? What do you mean? Well, as for metformin, the medication that is supposed to lower your blood sugar, that very same medication decreases the B vitamins that are necessary to break down Glucose in the b- break down your blood sugar in the body and help them to be stored into cells and to be utilized as fuel so there's that, and statins statins if you don't remember listening to the top the last episode statins also increase cause an increase in blood sugar so did you know? the integrative health approach covers so much more than just diet we look at the whole part the whole body so if you were trying to lose weight for example the way to lose weight is not just by lowering your your caloric intake or changing the food that you eat but as an integrative health practitioner we also look at how is your sleep do you have too many toxins surrounding yourself um, are there things that are stressing you out either inwardly with sicknesses or, and so forth, uh, bodily or outwardly, such as, you know, friends, family, work, and, and the like. We also look at your emotions. How are those affecting? Because if your emotions are uh, unbalanced, or if you're finding yourself in an in a, a heightened emotional state all the time, then that affects your hormones if your hormones are affected, then that affects cortisol. If your cortisol is affected, then that affects your insulin. If your insulin is affected, then that affects your fat storage. And the list goes on. Your body is more than just your stomach as well as it's just it is more than just your brain. It is more than just, you know, how fast you can move or how hard you can run. It's all it's everything. That's why we focus on diet, exercise, stress removal, or stress balancing, toxin removal, rest, because if you don't get enough sleep, you cannot detoxify, not to the point where you need to. And then you'll find yourself eating overnight. And you may think to yourself, okay, but I don't eat overnight, but that's not just it. That's not the whole picture. You're also looking at how it affects your 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 hormonal uh, detoxification rest is very much important as well as if you don't get enough rest then the things that are supposed to be cleared by the time you wake up from your brain linger on and they they present themselves in anger which is emotional, uh, emotional, you know, sometimes shame, sometimes disappointment, sometimes anxiety. And all of those affect your hormones, which affect, or rather affect your cortisol, which affect your hormones. So there are so many different ways that we look at it, but we want you to know here at Envision Health, we do look at your whole body. That's why it's whole body wellness diet exercise stress reduction toxin removal rest emotional balance science science-backed supplements and success mindset because you can have the rest but without that mindset you can know everything you need to know but without having that positive mindset you won't do it you will think it is hopeless you will say, well, my family had it, so I'm gonna have it, and that's the way it is. At Envision Health, Integrative Nutrition and Wellness, we go past the, well, my ma- my family had it. We go past, well, it's in the genes. We go past, well, it's hopeless. We invite hope, we encourage hope, we engender hope. With Integrative Health Practitioning, that is what we do. and that Envision Health, Integrative Nutrition and Wellness, we add an extra component, and that is the spiritual side. Because without you having a, a proper spiritual foundation, then when the going gets tough, sometimes it's tough, really do lie on the floor. But when you have someone to reach out, reach out to, Bigger than you because you cannot do it all by yourself. Someone bigger than you, then then, and only then can you summon up the strength to hold on to the one who reaches his hand out to you to help you keep going. That is what Envision Health Integrated Nutrition and Wellness does. That is something that you are interested in, understanding that we hit every single component. It is never just nutrition. It is never just relationships. It is never just sleep. It is the whole body. If that sounds like you, I want to give you an opportunity to join us. Join us, sign up for our programs, and let's get you started. Let's get you on a path to whole body wellness. And now for some chit-chat, some chit-chat, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Let me see here. Well, I've been having a lovely time with my clients um, it's been fantastic to get their reports in as to what's happening for them and how their, their fat is melting away, how they're excited about the foods that they're eating. Um, yeah, it's been really great. And being able to help implement the good, better, best approach, as well as the hashtag no food guilt, because with those things strictly settled and strongly settled within the mind then the mind can be at ease and that's all always 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 a very good thing so me know how they are doing and i love getting in there assisting helping seeing them through encouraging giving uh, tidbits of, of tips along the way they get daily uh Daily check-ins. When they check in with me, I check right back in. It's fantastic. I love it, and I love working with the. I love working with my people. It's just, it's awesome. (laughs) So uh, there's the chit chat. And now for some updates. Updates from Envision Health, Integrative Nutrition and Wellness, within the membership uh, group. The Envision Health Membership Group community, which you can find on Facebook, I have set out a challenge to help people as of August, only those who are in the group, to follow through with an elimination diet protocol to see what they're, what foods they're sensitive to. And when they do that, one, they get to do it from the comfort of their own home. They're only buying foods that are on the shopping list. They are also learning how to re-implement one-by-one testing, testing them, and it's just, I'm excited about it. I'm really looking forward to it. So you have to be in the private Facebook group to do it. So if you are interested also in doing the elimination diet protocol to see what you are sensitive to, take things out, add things back in, possibly lose some weight along the way, then... I want to encourage you to go onto Facebook to the Envision Health membership, fill in the little questions, and get started. And then DM me. Let me know that you are interested. I'll be setting up an events calendar soon so that way people can join in. But it starts in August, so I'm giving everyone a fair chance to get signed up. And hey, Say you don't really care about your sensitivities, but you wouldn't mind losing some weight. Well, I can almost guarantee you partially 90% that you will indeed lose weight on this protocol because you're eating good food and you're not eating the other food. So if that sounds like something you want to do, by all means, jump on Facebook, Envision Health Membership, and let's get started. And now for an update from equal.life. Every single food you eat needs a digestive enzyme in order to break it down and be absorbed by the body. Food intolerance or sensitivity is an adverse food reaction often due to a lack of specific digestive enzymes. Enzyme deficiencies occur when the body is unable to produce a sufficient amount of the enzymes needed to appropriately break down the food being eaten. Signs that foods aren't being properly broken down include, but are not limited to, bloating, indigestion, loose stool, gassiness. Well, with Equal Life's gluten and dairy support, it provides the body with a powerful blend of enzymes including those that help break down two of the most common offenders. Gluten and Dairy. When taken with meals, the supplement puts you on the fast track to enjoying that occasional summer indulgence. So, if you are interested, all you, to get a free bottle of this Gluten and Dairy Support, you can, with all orders, over $149 by going to the link down below or Equidot Life, whichever. You can always just click on the link. It'll get you right there. If this is something that you're interested in, I would totally go for it because as you know, we know what gluten does. Most of us know what gluten does to us. Most of us know what dairy does to us. However, if you can have a little cheat here and there, make it a little bit more uh, enjoyable on occasion, then why not? So with that being said, want to go ahead and equal life is offering this free bottle of gluten and dairy support on all orders over 149 dollars and all you have to do is jump on the link find your favorite things or find some things you want to try and jump on it you want to keep it simple get the uh, the daily nutritional support perfect what else how about some alkalizing vitamin c what else how about some thyroid support Oh my word, so many options, so little time. Get on there. This is only valid until the end of this week. So as of Sunday, it will no longer be valid. So jump on there and do that thing. And now for our setbacks. You know what we need? We need like a tinkling bell when we do (laughs) And now for our setbacks. Tinkling, 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 (laughs) tinkling, tinkling. For setbacks. Do I have any setbacks to report today? From since the last time I spoke to you all? Because it feels like I have not spoken to you all about setbacks in a while. But as if you remember, last episode, we got right into the nitty gritty. And because I got right into the nitty-gritty, and it was so overwhelmingly for me, so much information to share. The setback was I jumbled the podcast up for the first couple of days. And what I mean by that is that they were out of the the sequences were out of order. It seemed kind of weird. But I finally got that reconciled. It took, it took a while. Unfortunately, it, it wasn't hard. It just took a while for me to do it. After I realized everything, because I don't listen to it afterwards, after I'm done. Usually I do a proof test to make sure that everything sounds great. But you know, there's this thing about me and listening to my own voice. Like I can say, oh yeah, that information was good. That information is good. And I can enjoy it in that, in that, um, manner. But if I'm listening to my own voice, sometimes I'm feeling like, oh my word. Can you just like lighten it up a little? Can you like heighten your voice? It's one time. This is completely off topic. One time I used to, well, one time for about four years, four years. Wow. Yes. For about four years, I worked in customer service on the phone. I was dealing with student loans. I was the one that called you and said, hey, we want to offer you. And you said, click. (laughs) That was me. You know, that was me. I was the one that was trying to reconcile the loans to the United States Department of Education and keep you all in good standing by offering forbearances and deferments and public service loan uh, uh, forgiveness and all the good things. And uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, there was more than one occasion when someone told me, Oh my word, I just love your voice over the phone. And um, I thought that was so interesting. You know, of course, I was using these specific microphones. So it's possible that my voice was softened and, you know, less gravelly, if you will. But listening to my voice by myself, no one else seems to have this problem. And you probably can attest to the same thing. If you listen to someone, someone else's voice, you're probably fine. But if you listen to your own, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, do I really sound like that? Because you really can't hear yourself. You know, you just vibrate. Your voice vibrates out from your throat and it just comes out. And perhaps you can hear what you sound like. But it's not really how you sound to other people. <laughs> So, my setback was, <laughs> which had nothing to do with the voice or anything, my setback was that I jumbled up the podcast sequences, and um, and because of that, it took me a while to fix them, but now the sequence is back, is in shape, that is episode 58. For you early listeners, thank you so much for enduring all of that. And for those of you who who listen later, you will never know. (laughs) So there's my setback. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. For motivation and encouragement, can I just motivate you all to take a look in the mirror and say, no food guilt? As a matter of fact, be goofy about it and say hashtag no food guilt. <laughs> I would really, really love for you to do that. And if you're the, if you're the manly type and you don't feel like going doing it like that, you can always say hashtag no food guilt. Huh! Whatever it takes, guys. Whatever it takes, gals, to get it across to your mental to your mental sensitivities that as long as you beat yourself up about the things that you've eaten, or that say for example you eat you put something in your mouth that you know for your physical body, it did did you no good. It it was not beneficial to you. And so you can either go about your day beating yourself up about how you did that thing and not letting it go, or you can let it go. And the reason why is this. The more that you are walking around in food guilt, the more you're going to disrupt your digestive system because your digestive system does not like all that racket. And it will tell you so. It interrupts the sympathetic nervous system. It it like heightens the sympathetic nervous system, as a matter of fact. Your body's doing just fine. It's doing just fine. And then you're starting to complain and gripe and be upset at yourself and beat yourself up. Emotions are starting to be flooded into your system about how evil and horrible a person you are. You can't stick to a diet. How do you think, who do you think you are having a coach? How dare you? And you're spending all this money and your friends and family are counting on you and you just ate ate that thing. Okay, look, you ate the thing and are you still on the journey? Are you still making steps forward? Did you just, did you not just throw in the towel? If you did, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Wipe the sweat off of your forehead. All that's toxins anyway. <laughs> Wipe it off. Wipe it off. And while you're at it, dust the dust your hands off. Dust off your derrière now that you've gotten back up off the ground and g- keep going. Keep going. There is no, there's no point of dealing with food guilt because it does nothing but cause you more ache. It causes you more ache. You can sit there and be guilty and beat yourself up. Some of us have to feel guilty to feel alive. You know, I mean, (laughs) maybe that's your thing. Maybe you feel like if you're not feeling guilty for something, you're not doing it right. But you know, there's a difference. You learn. You, you learn, okay? You learn about what is good for your body and what is not good for your body. And then you think about your goals. What do I want for myself? What do I want for my body? Do I want to feel good? Do I want to wake up with knee pain? Do I want to have fingers that can't squeeze a ball? Do I want to have stomach ache? Do I mind that I'm going to have a headache? If none of those things bother you, then do the thing. Because I can tell you what, if you sit there and long for it, you're going to put yourself in the same disruptive position. Either eat it and, and get over it, or don't eat it and don't long for it. But beating yourself up over it, that's just not going to work. That's not going to work. That longing desire, by the way, that you have for that food, all, of the, all you're doing is making that food a type of sin. And then you're desiring for it and you're not getting it. So you're lusting after something that you quote unquote can't have when all you have to do is pick it up, put it in your mouth and be done. Am I talking about poison? Absolutely not. Then you will be done. You'll be done for the rest of your life. Done. You you won't be able to recuperate from that. But what I'm talking about is food like stuff, food type stuff, maybe foods that are healthy for the average person who doesn't have your problem. But it's not healthy for you. An orange, it may not be the best thing for a type 2 diabetic when they're still recovering and trying to reverse their type 2 diabetes. Whereas, it can definitely be a great thing for someone who isn't type 2 diabetic. Or one, you cannot allow food guilt to ruin your life and drive you to insanity. We talked about this. This was... Back in um, episode, oh my word, it was either 54, 55, or 56. In either, in either gefall, in any case, the fact remains, if you have food guilt, you're going to walk around never happy, never satisfied, always hiding yourself, pretending that you're someone else. Why? Because you want the thing, and you perhaps ate the thing, or... You wanted the thing, and you didn't eat the thing, but you're thinking about it the whole time. So you're just wrecking your whole day over that thing. So either you decide that this, this is a hard no, I'm not doing it, this is the way it is. Make up your mind, okay? You don't want to. You don't want to eat the thing. And then decide in your heart that this is something that I'm not going to eat right now. Yet. This is not something that I'm going to eat yet. This is not in my plans yet. This is not something that I'm going to enjoy yet. I have a flex meal coming up in a week. Woohoo! I have a flex meal coming up in two weeks. Woohoo! And then I will eat the thing and I will not feel ashamed, disappointed, unloved, or guilty. I refuse. But remember, that all of those that you apply to those, that, that time frame, you can apply to yourself right now. And do not feel ashamed, disappointed, unloved, or guilty. So I want to, again, motivate and encourage you to do away with the food guilt. You know what your body needs. If your body needs such-and-such, then eat the such-and-such. If your body wants cocaine, then your body needs rehab, okay? If your body is craving for things that is going to bring you to a worse state, then you need coaching. You need a partner. You need assistance. You need someone that will help keep you accountable, You can always be accountable to yourself, but if you need someone else, because we do, we need each other, then this would be the perfect opportunity to say to anyone that you trust and you know that you can be vulnerable with, this is a problem I have. I don't want this in my life. I am trying to do better things. Here are my goals. This is the reason why this would not work for my life right now. And I, would, I really hope that you will stand with me in agreement because where two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, there will he be also. So connect with me in prayer on this thing. And let's go. Help me. Food guilt will do nothing but bring you an undue amount of shame. And then you will inevitably say, well, if I feel like crud right now, then what's the point? And I'll just eat the thing and at least it'll taste good in my mouth. So, I want to encourage you all with big hugs and lots of love and strength and encouragement to not imbibe, embrace food guilt. I know that I probably say this often, but you have to understand that it comes from a place of one who has been a victim and a conqueror and a victim and a conqueror of the food guilt mentality. And once in a while, I will find myself after or getting ready to put something that I know is not great for my body in my mouth, looking from left to right quickly to see who is watching. Insufficient. I'm the one who's watching. I know what it's doing to my body. I know what it will do to my body. And I have to make the choice that I want to live longer, healthier, stronger. I want to enjoy it. I want to be able to get up without pain in my knees. I want to be able to have a sharp brain. I want to be able to be on earth long enough to see my child grow up, have a career and possibly get married and have kids. These are not guilt. These are goals. And I know that if those things come in front of my goals, my priorities. Then it will not. It will only serve as ruin for what I desire the most. We have to prioritize sometimes, and then sometimes we let go. We say, "Gosh darn it, I'm on my period, and I need that piece of bread, and here it is, and I'm going to eat it. There, cl- finished. That is what it is. Oh my word, I'm just, I'm just having a horrible day, and." I need that ice cream. Okay. But remember what the ice cream is going to do. Just like remember what the bread is going to do. The bread and the ice cream will do the same thing. The ice cream will do a little bit faster because there's a whole lot more sugar in there. It's going to cause inflammation, which is going to cause swelling within the vessels, which is going to cause cramping. It's your choice, though. But just know what you're doing. Understand what you're doing. Know what you're doing. And then choose to do it or not. But either or amongst the two that you are staring at right now, no matter what time it is in the day, do not embrace, imbibe, or encourage food guilt. That's my encouragement. All right, you all, now to the health segment. It's been long in coming. Hopefully, I don't disappoint. But also, I don't want you all to <laughs> start being a breathitarian okay? Because there's just a lot of going on. And if you follow the good, better, best approach and, um, and you choose what is best, you know you already have good. Everybody has good because good is baseline. Baseline is whatever you are at. Wherever you are currently, that's baseline. So you can get to better, and then that can become baseline. And then you need to move on to best, and that can become your better. You know what I'm saying? But now, for the health. We are talking about something very intriguing, and yet somewhat, um, yeah, somewhat. It may be confusing, but I would like to... to dissolve some of the confusion and also make this a little bit lighthearted. Last week was a b- pretty heavy, and so I'd like to make this a little bit lighthearted, but we have to set the foundation before we can go forward with vitamins, right? So today's podcast will be covering our food sources and how our soil, genetically modified organisms that we we plant, conventional farming and organic uh, farming and crop growth play a part on how much nutrients we actually receive and why it's that why it's so very important. So I want to um first start with the mo- the, the the source, the soil. Okay? So we we have our soil, you know, God-given, God God created and all of the things and it was fantastic and it was awesome. And then somewhere down the line, we decided this is not just a storytelling time. I mean, really it is, but it's compact because if I go through every single scientific thing or try to explain every single situation, it may not be to our benefit. We won't get any further out. So like I was saying, um, God created everything on the earth. And then he created man and woman. And he said, till the earth. And he said, subdue it until till it. And he said, he gave, he told us to work. Even before man fell into sin, God told us to work and take care of the land. And so we did. And we did just fine with our naked booties. And we didn't have anything that we could spray on our crops. They just, and our food sources and our plants, we worked by the sweat of our brow. Am I saying that we should not have help? We shouldn't have um, an ease of time. We should be doing back-breaking labor all the time. No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. I just wanted to, I wanted to see if you gave me a response. Of course, I can't hear you, so that's that. But our soil at one time was full of nutrients at the beginning, full of nutrients, rich and, and, and plentiful. And of course, the more we, this is not, I will also want to say that this is not a, a cause or this is not a, a, um, a reasoning for the, uh, for decreasing our population. I'm just saying that we need to treat our, treat what we have with more respect. We need to, you know, be better tillers of the ground we have to be faithful with the things that have been entrusted to us. And so, let's go forward. The soil is there and we grow things in it. And at some point, more along the lines of, you know, many people wanting to do the right thing, wanting to extend their crop growth, wanting to make sure that, you know, creatures did not destroy their crops, insects, bugs, plagues, all of the things did not destroy the crops. They came up with ways to keep that from happening. And at the time, it might have been a really good thing. They didn't realize what all was going on. But slowly but surely, things had become more and more and more, quote unquote, advanced. And in the advancement became a degra- uh, came a degradation. What am I talking about? I know I harp on glyphosate. But it's true. But not only that, we now monocrop. What is that? That means placing one crop in the ground for always and not rotating the crop. I'm not a farmer. I don't know much about farming. But what I do understand from reading and talking to some people who have an idea about what's going on, for example, we have a backyard, um, um, planter. It's quite large. Renee was growing strawberries in there. And then it came to a point where we could no longer grow strawberries in there. And I was kind of disappointed. I said, why? (laughs) Because I like strawberries. Um, and he said that it would deplete the ground, that we could not continuously grow strawberries forever, but that we had to rotate the soil and allow other foods to grow in there. And so in doing so, it imparts a, nu- a, nutri- a nutrition and a nutrient from the foods to the soil and from the soil to the foods. But if the strawberries continued on being grown in that planter, then all of the nutrients would be sucked out and nothing would be left. We'd have dead soil. Now take that to a larger mindset. Take that to a farm. Those of you who have grown, who have planted seeds and grown seeds for a while, those of you who have your own, your own garden, uh, I'm pretty sure that you can attest to the fact that you cannot continue to grow the same thing every year long, every year, because the ground becomes, the soil becomes depleted. The nutrients are deteriorate. It becomes less and less and less. Now that's just on a simple level, but now we are actually talking about genetically modified organisms with genetically modified organisms. That means that we, in our high mindedness and our desire to be smarter than the creator, create a super seed that will only create, that would only give life once. Now the Bible is so full of truth. The Bible says a a, a kernel cannot a, a, a kernel cannot give life unless it first gives it dies it, it falls to the ground and get, and it dies and then it, it it gives life. Something to that effect. We're gonna have to look that up. I could have completely butchered it, but I remember it because I thought, wow, that's pretty awesome. Like God is giving like farmer. Uh, uh, images to explain something that that was really cool. See, he always bends down to our level so that way we can come up to his. Um, but is, and he was talking about Jesus by the way, but that a, a kernel is, it's no good in its present form. It has to go, it has to fall to the ground and, and die within the ground and then give its life. And that's even how, when, when death occurs, when animals per die, there is a cycle, there's a constant cycle. And you know, from the beginning to the end, there's a cycle. Nutrients are absorbed to the, through the ground, through the soil. So that way food can be produced. And there's a cycle. There's always a cycle, but with genetically modified organisms, that's not. So these super seeds are thrown into the ground and they are grown. And then they can no longer yield seed. They can, yield no, they can no longer yield any more seed. And you may be wondering, well, what is that? Well, sugar beets, soy, corn, canola. Did you know that canola is actually the plant and the oil is not something else? Canola is an actual plant. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I did not know that. Funny enough because when I hear canola oil, I think canola, but it's actually rapeseed. Rapeseed is the generic term for what canola, is, canola oil is made of. So if you ever see rapeseed, then understand that the inflammation level on that is so high due to the genetic modifications. But you may be asking still, what is it? There are some more genetically modified organisms, such as cotton, some potatoes, papaya, summer squash, alfalfa. Doesn't that just seem unfair? Now, that's just in the US. I don't know about all the other countries because I'm not there and I didn't look it up for them. Um, but you can clearly see that these are in many of our foods. If if this if not the can- canola or the alfalfa or the summer squash, you're like, "I hate summer squash." No worries. "Ah, papaya is too tropical." No worries. We are still using cotton. We are still using soy. And if you look in the back on the back of your, of your, uh, easy bake cake mix, you will find also canola and such oils, sunflower, safflower, rapeseed, the like. That doesn't necessarily mean that those ones are genetic genetically modified, but just to give you a picture, you, you you think that you don't eat these things, but they're intermingled and mixed into all of the foods that we purchase that are prepackaged. Uh, I would like to say that's not fair, but we choose what we eat, right? At the most, for the most? Okay, what about conventional farming? Oh, okay, I don't eat any of those genetically modified organisms. I'm fine, I'm fine. The farmer is doing great by me. The farmer is doing great by me. Okay, but what about all of the glyphosate the the herbicides and the pesticides and the things that they're spraying on the foods cricket that's still doing the same thing the nutrients are being destroyed why say that all the nutrients are there for example okay say that they're all there for example when you put them in your mouth whether you rinse them off or not that doesn't rinse off the glyphosate—it doesn't rinse off the poison that's been sprayed on them to keep them growing. It doesn't rinse off all of it. Now there are special solutions that you can use to wash your vegetables in, but not all of them will get take will get the not all of the solutions will take the poisons off, and not all of the poisons can come off by the solutions. So you're still eating the poison which strips your body of the nutrients and causes inflammation and makes you sick in some cases. You don't have to believe me. You could always do an elimination diet and and just take these things out and then add them in just slowly but surely. And then the things that are not, um, the things that you take out either, you know, add them back in organic or don't add them back in at all and see how your body feels. Give it 21 days. After the 21 days, add it back in. Oh, do you have a headache? Are you bloated? Do you have stiff fingers? Are you wondering why you have a pain in your back once again? Like what, What's going on there? All of these foods are being stripped. One, by the soil. Two, by genetically modified organisms. And then, you know, the land is and I, and also monocropping, cropping, -cropping, monocropping, monocropping. You have to understand also that when, like we mentioned, you know, leaving the strawberries in that same uh, planter for all the, it strips the soil. Oh, do you have strawberries? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Have you checked the seeds where the seeds come from? Are you growing corn? Have you checked the seeds where the seeds come from? I know we don't want to be all in it like that. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's so frustrating to have to look at everything. And you know what? More than 100 years ago, they didn't have to. They didn't have to. Until they did. And we have to understand that not all of them came from an evil place. People were trying to answer the question of how are we gonna feed our people? And then the answer, oh, well, if we can just kill those pesky things that keep on eating up our food, then we'll have enough food. Well, if we can just prevent those things from ever being there in the first place, then we would we would always we would never have to worry about it. Oh, well, if we just made the super seed, then we can plant as much as we want and never have to worry about it. Ever, 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 ever. Ever. This is not scare. This is not, oh my word, please, now it's time to worry. This is knowledge. When you get your knowledge, then you can make choices. But if you're always in the dark, then you never know. And then you never know why things are happening to you. And then why things are, quote unquote, happening to you are the same very things that you could get knowledge about. And then once you have the knowledge, you can make a decision. Am I going to continue doing this knowing that this is what it does to me? Or am I going to alter and find something different? Hey, no guilt here. If that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. But you need to know that you need to know. You need to have informed consent, as one would say the things that you are consuming there needs to be some type of informed consent there should be no confusion as to what you're eating why you're eating it how it's affecting your body we don't it seems to me like a lot of us don't care it seems to me like a lot of us just don't care now going to the organic that's the best of all and many would contest that is the highest Priced of all, but you have to find a trade. Maybe you don't buy all of the vegetables that you love or the fruits that you love, but instead buy the ones that you can fit in your budget this week, and then, you know, create a meal plan, and then choose the food that you're going to utilize for this week, and then for the next week, and then so on and so forth. Weekly shopping, purchasing your goods, Oh my gosh, that's too much gas going back and forth to the store. Are you close enough to walk? Can you get on a bike? I must admit that when I was in the U.S., that was the last thing in my mind. I'm not walking to a grocery store. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Why? Because I always bought groceries for the month. And also, it was too far. (laughs) Says I. Said I. It was too far. And I was certainly not going to walk pick up my groceries. I didn't have a bike and it was it seemed like it seemed like it was not the best solution to carry all of my groceries on a bike. But here in the Netherlands we grocery shop weekly. We purchase food weekly. Yes, that expends energy. It does. But most of us are on our bikes or we're walking. There are very few people who actually Uh, drive at least in my area the area is close-knit we've got about five grocery stores in one in this area we have the Albert Heinz we have the copes we have um, best bio and that is organic biologisch best bio ermelo. then we have um I said Albert Heinz copes Lidl we have Aldi and we, we have Boney and we have the Plus. So that's like seven or eight grocery stores. In the the best BO you wouldn't necessarily call a grocery store is more like an organic farmer's market with um, some other prepackaged goods that you can purchase but know that they are organic. But speaking of organic, like we were saying, oh my gosh, it costs too much money. What am I going to do? There's no way I'm going to spend all this money on these organic things. Now, you can only start off small and follow the the dirty dozen, you can get a list from the dirty, the dirty dozen. I'll, I'll link it down below. It's from the ewg.org website. And who knows, you might find other things on there that interest you, but it gives you a list of what is considered the dirty dozen for 2022. So that way you can purchase those things. And then the clean 15, you'll know that you can purchase those without worry. And just maybe just rinse them off at home under a little bit of vinegar water or some, um, food grade, um, oh, my word, it's in a brown bottle, car, uh, peroxide. You could, Yeah. So there are those options. So now we need to come to the second point. And you're saying, okay, that's great. We talked about the thing. We did it. We spoke on soil. We spoke on genetically modified foods organisms. We spoke on conventional farming and we spoke on organic, but what about the nutrients? Well, all of these things have one thing, well, have one, at least one thing in common. And that is the soil. The soil has been depleted from its nutrients by constantly monocropping. As I mentioned, and monocropping, as I mentioned, is just just growing one item in a vast portion portion of land, and not rotating the crops to introduce different different um, creatures and different a different biome. Then it strips the soil. Because the soil is only there then to do one thing. And the soil is not so it is not so lifelike that it says, okay, well, I this is the only thing I'm gonna do. We're talking about the insects that are there, that help to create the nutrients, that die off, that that eat the things that poop that cause the richness in the soil, all the things we don't like to think about, but is. And when we don't get enough variety growing in the earth then what occurs is there's a nutrient deficiency so let's go to the genetically modified well we can tell you right off the bat any any nutrients that are there are forced in there's little to no nutrient within a genetically modified organism yeah based on the other on the other Organic foods or the real foods, because they don't even have to be, or GMO does not make it organic. Okay. Um, Or rather, being genetically modified does not mean that it is, it's just not, it's not great. But also, what I'm saying is, non GMO doesn't mean that it is organic. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. So something may say non-GMO that's great. But if it says organic that covers the not being sprayed. It also be it also covers it not by by these, you know, herbicides and pesticides and and all these things that cause gut disruption, imbalances, endocrine disruptions, hormone disruptions. All of these things all link up to your body. And the nutrients that would have been there to support your body are no longer there because they're poisoned out. And even if they weren't poisoned out, then eating the food poisons your body. And then your body has to pull the nutrients that are already in your body from your bones and whatnot to help you break down the food that you just consumed that is not helpful to the body. So in essence, your food is stilling the food, the things that you're putting in your mouth are still in your food. Are they still in your nutrients? They're still in your health. What does that mean? Okay, so that's a genetically modified, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the conventional? Same thing. Sprayed, sprayed, sprayed poisons all over your food. Okay, yeah, okay. What about the organic? Yes. <laughs> what about the organic? Not, not all organic is it has, a, it has a halo. But most organic have halos. Not all organic have halos. Because not everybody who says that they're organic are or organic. They can say it by name. They can say organic this, 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 that, and the other in the product. But then the other things that they're utilizing are not organic it could be that they just use the ingredient and an organic ingredient into the food but if the other things are not organic then that means that they've also been sprayed so then you still poison the body that's why we have to read the backs of the labels of our food and i know i laughed at it before and i said well what about the food that, does, that shouldn't have labels like green beans you know but if you look at a, a, a jar of green beans for example a glass jar of green beans then you'll also see, you know, water, salt, you know, some pre- some type of preservative or celery, um, something or other to keep it safe in the jar. There are other canning methods in which we'll preserve the food. I don't know them because I don't can. I have not made that a part of my hobby list yet. And I don't know if I will, but I find it so very interesting and amazing that people do. I have very much respect for it. But the nutrients that would be in the food is gone either from the beginning with the soil, not having enough richness in the soil, if not from the seed, the seed being a horrific item that gives you nothing in return except for something that you want to put in your belly and then poop out. From the the conventional method of being sprayed up after it's been trying to grow and then all the animals and insects and things that would help to make it a richer, more viable product. I know some of them may be eaten up, but hey, that's like the cycle of life. That, those. And then there's the happy standalone organic. I'm not saying either. I'm not telling you to pull, whip out your wallet and slap the grocery person in the face and say, show me the organic. Show me the organic. But what I am saying is, there are options. There are things that we can do. We need to follow our good, better, best approach to life and do what we can with what we can. Don't sit there and say, oh, well, I need to have that purse and this other stuff is going to have to wait because that purse is not going to carry your life through. That purse is not going to carry your body through. Whereas sometimes you make sacrifices for healthier decisions. Sometimes that also means (laughs) making human sacrifices for healthier decisions. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But good. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. This was a little bit off the beaten path, but it was all in the name of nutrients. So that way we can get to vitamins and why then we need those vitamin supplementations. And I think I gave you the reasons why all the nutrients have been depleted from the foods. From the soil, where it all begins, to the manufactured stuff, to the, oh my gosh, we we thought we were going to be okay, but we're getting this, this poison bath. To the organic. And because the organic is grown in soil that is depleted in nutrition, nonetheless, then you still need help. But that's okay because it's available. And we'll talk about that next episode, episode 60, episode 60 of the Type 2 Take 2 podcast. Thank you so very much for joining me here And I really hope that you got something out of this. If you did, please pass it along to anyone you think this could serve, because I would love to know that these are making a difference. As a matter of fact, if you will tag me on Instagram, let me know you're listening, you know, screenshot this this podcast and throw it into your Instagram and tag me at envision underscore whole underscore health. And let's Let's start a revolution. Let's start a health revolution. Like a real one. Like where we continue to do the things. Because it's not hard. And it's not miserable. And it doesn't steal money out of our wallets. Bye! Thank you very much for joining us here at Type 2 Take 2 Diabetes and Health Podcast. We do want to remind you that we are not doctors and we do not play them on TV. So if you have a question that is medically grounded, please contact your provider so that way they can give you the best information that they have. However, if you have any questions concerning your health or how to get to the root cause of your problem, feel free to message us and we'll be glad to assist you on your journey to a brighter and happier, healthy life life. Once again, we are not doctors. We cannot treat, we cannot diagnose, and we certainly cannot cure. But we can surely help you get to where you want to be healthfully. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful day.